At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin still to come this hour. Wes Reynolds talks uh, golf with us and beyond. Wes is more, Kelly. Wes is more. Rapid-fire questions to our own Wes Reynolds, the glue that holds the whole operation together from Vincent tonight. Zachary Cohen, first time on the show to talk uh, French Open with us, a guy who does many a tennis podcast and beyond, different tennis outlets. Uh, But always a pleasure to have this gentleman on the show uh, when he's able to. His name is Spanky. You may know him from Spanky presenting Bet Bash and Bet Bash 3 specifically this year, Professional Sports Betting Networking Conference, August 8th through 11th. At Circa, Spanky joins us now. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Good seeing you too, Gil. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. So let me let, let's start with let's start with sort of just to let people know who don't know who you are, um, what your operation not not necessarily bet bash first. We'll get to that momentarily, but what it is that you do on a daily basis. So I run a professional betting sports office, uh, professional sports betting office um, out of New Jersey. I've been doing it now um, full-time for over 20 years, um, uh, more so or close to 23 years, 24 years now. And, um, you know, we got a big crew. We bet all different types of sports, U.S. sports. We use a top-down approach where we're not really handicapping games per se. Instead, we're kind of looking for the missing piece of the puzzle and trying to look for discrepancies or trying to anticipate line moves. And we focus mostly on obtaining closing line value in order to uh, gain an edge. How many how many people roughly in the operation? What are some of the roles that they have? Yeah, so we're running about 15 deep right now. Um, you know, I have a whole trading desk. Uh, guys are you know just watching numbers and um, and then we have accounting and we have uh, tech and injury department and. Um, uh, you know, Chinese Mike is my right-hand man. Luke is is, is my other right-hand guy um, that kind of runs the desk. Um, and then we outsource different places, you know, to get different sets of numbers, to get some uh, quant background, um, to, to always have some type of uh, a basis. Um, we're dealing, we deal with a lot of the biggest syndicates all over the world. Um, and it's all about information. We just try to get as much information as possible to be able to get ahead of, of the line moves and to be able to get the best of it. It's it's really an amazing operation, and so people who who knew you already, uh, like I did, we met at that Sloan Sports Conference many years ago. 
probably yeah. you probably wouldn't have been the betting favorite to have been a guy that be like, well, I think Spanky's going to start a conference, which is going to end up being the greatest sports betting conference uh, that any of us have ever been to. Bet Bash Two last year was just phenomenal. And so, what was it initially that made you want to do that? So it was right after, you know, during the pandemic, um, you know, I, we haven't really, I, I, I like to interact with people. I like to socialize. Um, and I was kind of missing that. And I was essentially trying to just um, trying to scratch my own itch and say, you know, there's no conferences out there that is primarily just for betters. As you know, Gil, the Sloan conference has dwindled down now to be more, um, you know, commercial and it's not as uh, sports betting focused as it, as it once was. Or at least it was, you know, a little niche of the sports betting. Now it's so minimal. So I said, why not make something just for sports betters, where betters can interact with other betters, learn from each other, um, interact with bookmakers, and interact with legends. And um, and and I said, it's something that I would want to go to if I was coming up, or something that now as a professional that I still enjoy going to because we could all learn from each other, um, and we could all get value and create synergies and build partnerships and relationships and make friends. And and that's what it was all about. And um, that's the whole goal of Bet Bash is to be able to just become a better sports better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, and you had you had panels last time, which you were. I was honored to to moderate one of them. You'll have panels again. What were some yes. of the other things that you had going on? So you know, we uh, one of our th- uh, our, our open. You know, we have th- there's four open bars, uh, um, even five open bars if you're a VIP ticket holder. So it's all about you know, I I, I make the best deals just sitting at a bar having a drink. Um, but for those that don't like to drink or like to have something structured, we have a speed networking thing where it's like a speed dating where um, all, all the attendees will be able to have 15 five-minute meetings with other attendees based on preferences that they'll be able to fill out ahead of time. Um, so guys that are, let's just say, into NFL handicapping, want to meet other guys that are into NFL ha- handicapping. An algorithm is then used. We uh, outsourced a company called speednetworking.com, similar to, it's similar to speed dating, where then pairs and matches will be made in as uh, as an optimal of a fashion as can be, and then you're able to get as many good matches as possible. And I always tell everybody, you know, you're going to have 15 five-minute meetings. Several of them are going to be duds, but if you could just come out of Bet Bash with just one good contact, one good meeting, um, it's worth the price of admission. And so many people have raved and said, "Wow, you know, I've made, you know, so much more money. I've increased my uh, my my bankroll. I've." understood the uh, sports betting uh, a lot more because of the speed networking alone, not just because of Bet just that one event. Other events, of course, we have a watch party at Stadium Swim and at the Circa Sportsbook. Um, so, um, and then we're going to be having the, the, the capstone event this year um, is going to be the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame, um, which I'm very proud of. I um, uh, we could get into that, but one other event I wanted to mention, Gil, was the Bet Dash, which is a scavenger hunt that we're going to have. It's a team-building scavenger hunt that we've designed. Again, more team-building activities to try to encourage people to make new friends and solve puzzles and win prizes. Jason Weingarten, I'm, I'll make this joke every year. Jason Weingarten and I want, want there to be a, a contest, Jews versus non-Jews in handicapping. That's our big thing. But you see, not a groundswell beyond us, apparently. You're not, you're not down to do that quite yet. Well, listen, man, so in my interaction, that, 
Yes. Yeah, the, the Jews are, are as sharp as can be, man. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it'll be fair. Uh, but uh... You, don't, you don't have to riff on that. That was just my joke. I know, I know. All right, I know, but I you did mention something in there, which is your big announcement, where you just sort of slipped that in, which is the notion of a sports betting Hall of Fame. Talk about yes. that. Why did you Why did you decide to do your own? So a sports gambling hall of fame, we call it, um, you know, in order to have a sports gambling hall of fame, you know, I, I've lived my um, more, more than half my life doing what I do. And um, I wanted to be able to find something to be able to honor those who have laid the groundwork and have kind of paved the road for people like me to make a career out of sports betting, um, whether that be bookmakers, bettors, anybody that has a significant impact on the industry. So in order, I know I couldn't do it alone, so I had to reach out, I had to ask and build a committee, and I reached out to 16 different people who um, all different types of people from offshore to Vegas to New York to any, anywhere, anybody that has been a bookmaker, a better any, of significance that I thought would be able to have a good opinion and that would be able to contribute and that kind of, you know, was, is even if they didn't actually know a, a, a candidate or a nominee, they would be able to vote on them accordingly. So then I, I, I pitched the idea to Matt Metcalf at the Circa and Derek Stevens, and Derek is all about preserving legacy. You know, the Legacy Club has uh, several busts of guys that have laid the groundwork for Las Vegas and have kind of um, built Las Vegas to what it is today. And I said, I want to do something similar for the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. So Derek uh, Stevens was all, all was completely on board, and he's actually going to reconstruct part of the uh, Circa Sportsbook and tear down one of the walls and actually build an enclave that will resemble the old Stardust Handicappers Library, which will house the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Wow. And uh, Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, 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 I think having a physical location is so, so important, and I think now to have it at the Circa, anybody that will be able to go there um, in the Circa will always see, look, there's a Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Let me see what this is about. How much, so, how much did you enjoy, like how lovingly must the process have been for you to come up with that committee to decide on this? Uh, you know, it was good. I, you know, so the, the way in order for somebody to get inducted, you have to have a 75% approval rating. So I wanted something divisible by four. So that's why I built, six, I, I got 16 um, uh, members and it was, it was, it was good. I wanted to get a little bit of, you know, I, I could just, you know, just to go over names like Chris Andrews, Richie Bocciolari, Billy Baxter, Chris Bruno, Dickie Carson, Steve Diano, known as Fats, Alan Boston, Arnie Lang, Vinnie Maiulo, Matt Metcalf, Dave Purdom, Roxy Roxborough, Vic Salerno, Richard Schutz, Paris Smith, Jeff White. Um, that's the committee, and and you know those names are you know all different all different parts of gambling, betters, professional betters, bookmakers, media, um, um, all, you know people that have written books about the history of sports gambling. I wanted to kind of get a whole conglomerate, a whole you know to be as diversified as possible to be able to uh, to vote accordingly. I don't myself don't vote on on, on any uh, inductee or any nominee. Um, I'm just the administrator. Um, you know, everyone that I mentioned has a lot more experience than I would or has done a lot more than, I, than I've done. So I don't even feel the need that my, my vote would even uh, uh, hold the weight as some of the, pe uh, the people that I mentioned. So um, okay. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it's, it's really um, it's, a, it's a great, great committee. And um, we're, we're excited to, uh, to start revealing names soon. So Bet Bash, again, August 8th through 11th, Professional Sports Betting Networking Conference. All the information at betbash.co for those that are interested. Betbash.co, again, August 8th through 11th. Uh, get your uh, calendar, you know, make room for it for that weekend. Um, so about that reveal, how's this going to go down? 
So, Gil, you know, um, Chris Andrews, one of the committee members, I, I've discussed with him, and um, he's going to be starting uh, the reveal starting tomorrow on, on your show. And uh, Chris Andrews will start naming names for the next several weeks on who the, we've already released three inductees. We've announced three of them already, Billy Walters, uh, Frank Lefty Rosenthal, and Roxy Roxborough. And there are still seven names that have still yet to be announced, and Chris Andrews will be helping us do that um, in collaboration with a numbers game and you, Gil, um, over the next several weeks. So I'm very excited for that. Love it. Who are the three already? Roxy, Billy Walters, Roxy Roxborough, and? And, and Frank Lefty Rosenthal. Oh, the, uh, the Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and the big train Walter Johnson of sports <laughs> betting right there. Uh, yeah, first first ballot. Uh, Christy Andrews will be here tomorrow to reveal not one but two more names for Spanky's Sports Betting Hall of Fame, Circa's Sports Betting Hall of Fame that Spanky's putting together for Bet Bash. Spanky, pleasure, man. Thanks for making the time. Gil, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. My man, Spanky. BetBash.co, everybody. BetBash.co for all the information. Again, August 8th through 11th. Going to be great. Also a great time to sign up for contests at the same time. Uh, so a good placement on the calendar there. We'll come back. Zachary Cohen on the French Open. Other side, numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Skill Alexander is Kelly Bidlin. Uh, first time on the show. Pleasure to have this uh, gentleman on. He, uh, man, his pedigree here is vast. Not only is he a reporter and editor here at VEASAN, uh, but he's a uh, betting analyst at uh, Tennis uh, tennis Bets, Tennis Channel, where he does a podcast as well. He's uh, been in the business for a while, places like Covers. Zachary Cohen, who I believe goes by Zach, joins us. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Is Zach, is that correct? That's how you, you like to be? Yeah, okay. Zach is good. I don't know if you're one of those Zachary guys. Uh, by the way, you can uh, follow Zach on Twitter at underscore ZCO. So uh, let's just start with what's left today. Do you have any plays that you like remaining today in the round of 16 or the fourth round, as they call it? I'm on Cerundolo right now, so I'm hoping that he uh, pulls this out for, uh, for me. I have him on the game spread, and I have him on the money line, and then I also have the over in Dimitrov Zverev. 
the over in Dimitrov Zverev. We have Dan Weston on earlier. He likes the Dimitrov as a as a underdog play. The overs have been, you know, we were just talking about the Yari Rude, the Jari, let me pronounce it correctly, the Jari Rude match before this. And I've been burned by this two or three times in the tournament. So I my instinct was to go over in that Jari Rude match. But something told me, don't do it. And sure enough, it's one of those where the handicap is right, but it doesn't get there because it's a 7-6-7-5-7-5 outcome. Uh, would you be in, entirely surprised if that's how this Dimitrov-Zverev match ends, ends as well? I'd be pretty surprised if it doesn't go over, only because I do not see a scenario in which Dimitrov doesn't win a set. I like that play taking Dimitrov money line. I think there's some value in it. I think that Zverev probably gets one or two just because he's a far superior player. I just think he's going through a lot mentally and physically right now. But yeah, I don't see that being one of the matches that kind of sneaks up on you and goes and goes under. Although we have seen a lot of those at this tournament. What about, I mean, we'll get to the women's side because it's probably a lot better from a handicapping standpoint, but obviously tomorrow it's uh, Carlitos. It's Novak Djokovic. Carlos Alcaraz against Stefanos Tsitsipas. He's nearly a $5 favorite in Novak's case, uh, minus $12.50. I mean, it's just a prohibitive favorite. Obviously, the both of them, if they win those two matches, they will meet uh, in the semifinals, which is how the draw sort of broke down from the beginning. We knew, oh, it's going to be a semifinal matchup between those two. And the other half of the draw, obviously, mayhem, where it looks like Holger Rune is the uh, short shot right now. But do you do anything with those matches tomorrow? Obviously, uh, the money line play might not be the way, but is there something else creative you might do with them? I think maybe you take Sitsipas to win a set. I just think that you know maybe there's a chance Alcaraz overlooks him a little bit, just kind of seeing that uh, Djokovic matchup down the road. And Sitsipas is a really good player. I think he maybe has the, the second highest clay court ELO rating in the world. So he's a really good clay court player. I know that the uh, matchup between them and Barcelona was one-sided, but I could see him winning a set. I think he's you know, a little bit undervalued. Okay, tomorrow's ladies' quarterfinals. Karolina Mukova, minus 172 against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. A lot of people, including yourself, I believe, have bet on Pavlyuchenkova here uh, in the run-up to this match. Let's start there, your initial thoughts. Yeah, I had Pavlyuchenkova to win that last match, but I do have Mukova plus 900 to win the quarter. So I have a good position on this heading into the match. I think I'll probably hedge it. Um, but I do think that Mukova is going to win the match. I just think that there's a lot working against Pavlyuchenkova going into this match. I think she's a little bit, you know, I don't know, questionable physically. She's had some fortunate wins along the way, but she hasn't been this deep in the tournament in a really long time. But I have a hard time believing that she'll be able to outlast Mukova, who's been, you know, lights out since the start of this tournament. She's had a great year, really. Great season of tennis for Mukova. What about the sabalenka Spitalina match where Arena Sabalenka is nearly a $5 favorite? Yeah, I'm not touching that one. I have a lot of futures on Sabalenka. Already don't feel great about that because Fiatek has just looked flawless since the start of this tournament. So, yeah, I have Sabalenka plus 1,400 to win the tournament, not touching the Spitalina match and just hoping that we get uh, uh, Sviatek versus Sabalenka. In the what, what do you think? I know this is you're going to hate me for asking this question, but what do you think the number, what do you think the line is on that potential women's final? I think you'll probably get Sviatek minus 200, minus 220. What do you think? I think it's north of two. Yeah, I think it's north of $2. I do, just because yeah. 
the history on this surface, yeah, it wouldn't be that on any other surface, but here and especially at Roland Garros on this type of clay, I think that's probably it. I, this is unfair, but they did post one quarterfinal match on the women's side for, uh, two days from now, which is the Anjabur Beatrice Adad Maya match, which we now know will be a matchup in the quarters based on her earlier results today. Jabour is almost a $3 favorite here, and they're going to have a day of rest in between. Does that seem high to you or accurate? It does, and I think that I, you know, I would guess you could probably get plus money odds on Hadad Maya to win a set. So I'd be pretty tempted to take that. I think she's looked incredible this tournament. I know she just played a really long match. I'm sure there's some concerns over how she'll hold up physically, but I think that you know, like you said, she has a day off to to rest up. And Javor hasn't looked that great, you know, until she played Para. I think that she's somewhat vulnerable right now. Alcaraz, Djokovic, same question. What's that line if they get to the I semis? Think you pro- I think you probably get Alcaraz minus 120, minus 125. And, oh, man, that's going to be such a good match. We've been waiting for it for such a long time. I hope that nothing happens until then. <laughs> do you believe that's for the tournament, or do you give a Rune or somebody else on the other side a puncher's chance? So I have a position on Rude at plus 1,800 to win the tournament. So oh, there you go. I think there's a slight chance he gets to the final, and I don't know, maybe those two guys are just so beaten up after that semifinal match that, they let it slip away, but I do think the winner of that, that match wins the tournament. I think that I am a little bit more nervous than I was going in about Djokovic, but I do think that Alcaraz should get the job done. I sure hope so. As someone who is uh, heavily vested in Iga and then also tangentially with uh, Carlitos, I hope that's the case. Um, what happens after this tournament for you? Do you now the clay season is over? It's obviously it goes to grass, which is the shortest of all seasons leading into Wimbledon uh, in July. Do you handicap and, and bet tennis as frequently, or do you does it diminish a little bit for you? Do you ratchet it back a bit? It definitely slows down a bit. I like to focus on the Masters 1000s. I like to focus on 500-level tournaments. So I definitely slow down a bit after this. But, yeah, I'll be getting back to it eventually. I am going on my honeymoon to Italy on Friday. Oh, so stop two it. Two weeks off. <laughs> yeah. where, where in Italy are you going? That's way more interesting. <laughs> We're going to Florence. We're going to Sardinia. And then I think we're doing a day in France and two days in England. Actually, <laughs> Zach's like, I don't know what we're doing. I'm not in charge yeah, of any I, of this. I didn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, when, so when are you going? When is it? Friday? We're going Friday. Oh, man. For how long? Uh, two weeks. It's a uh, delayed Dude. honeymoon. We got married last year and did a smaller one, and now we're doing the real one. Well, first of all, mazel tov. Secondly, let me just say this. You can eat pasta every single day. You won't gain a pound. That's my biggest. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's my biggest Italy advice because you'll walk it off and the quality of the food is so much better uh, than it is here. Before you go, though, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the NBA finals. What do you make of what you saw last night and this series in general moving forward? I had the Heat plus two and a half games in the series at minus 145, which has now moved to minus 500. I still think the Nuggets are going to win the series. I think there's probably a really good opportunity to potentially get in after game three. I think there's a good chance that Tyler Hero comes back in game three and the Heat kind of win that game just based off momentum alone. From there, I would kind of expect the Nuggets to cruise the rest of the way. I know it's really hard to bet against this Miami team. They just haven't folded yet. But I do see Denver potentially winning three in a row after a game three loss. So maybe you get on on them, I don't know, minus 140 after this game or... Minus 125. Yeah, I'm glad you brought the Tyler Hero thing up because, and I was thinking about this, we, we brought it up last week too, which is, so this is the game where Tyler Hero is supposed to come back. And and Kelly, like I, we were talking about this where it's like, 
how does that conversation go where Eric Spolster is like, uh, so Tyler, uh, just so you know, we've uh, played 20 postseason games and things are going pretty good. Uh, I don't like if it were me and it's obviously Eric Spolster. So I don't know more than Eric Spolster, but if it was me, I would do everything I can not to have him back. And I would, and I would say like, you're not playing. And then he would say, yup, yup. Detroit Avenue, A1A, whatever he would say, and he wouldn't really understand, <laughs> right? But then once it got through his brain, uh, he'd figure it out. But but I guess he's gonna go. He's gonna play. Isn't that a net negative, Zach? Isn't that your instinct for them? Normally, I'd be really nervous about it. I'm not that high on Hero as a player. I think that there are obvious deficiencies on the defensive end. But I just think that this Miami team is starving for offense in any way they can get it. You're seeing Duncan Robinson playing a lot, playing well after they kind of you know they wanted to attach picks to get rid of him all year. So I think that there's a need for shot creation and especially with the way Martin's playing. And I think he's sick now uh, heading into game yeah. three. So I don't know. I think that they can use what hero can give them, but I do think it needs to be in short spurts. I think it's, you know, 18 to 20 minutes off the bench, six man role, kind of a throwback to Jamal Crawford and those yeah. types. He's such a defensive liability is the thing with him. Zach, appreciate yeah. it, man. Great to meet you and congratulations uh, on your wedding. Obviously congratulations on and enjoy your honeymoon, man. Thank you. Zachary Cohen, everybody, at underscore ZCO. And you can follow all his work at vsin.com, where he writes prolifically. Can we use that word, prolifically? I think that's accurate. Uh, on tennis and beyond, NBA uh, and beyond that. Great having him on. We'll come back. Wes Reynolds, the glue that holds it all together. Wes is more rapid fire and his thoughts on the golf tournament that was and the golf tournament to come as well. Numbers game, Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. We haven't read any tweets today, except for those two for Jason Weingarten and Rose Zhang. Elvis Toast Patterson fan. Gilly, there's a book here in Pennsylvania that has Jimmy Butler at 5-1 to one for MVP. Is it a no-brainer if you like the Heat to win the series? Just bet Butler way better value. Probably so. It's, Probably. it's another interesting conversation. Yeah. Maybe we'll have, a, have in the last Yeah. Because well, I think one. you got to ask the question to yourself, how, because it's not if, it's how injured is Jimmy Butler right now? Yeah, but if Caleb Barton did what he did and he didn't win, what's it going to take to beat Jimmy Butler if the Heat win this? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Jesse Welch, my one note on your Game 3 under Gill is that there was 91 possessions each in Game 1 and Game 2, so maybe that pace is just what's to be expected. Interesting if so. Well, yes, but my thing is this. The rate of making three-pointers probably can't be expected. And so the under, to me, is the play. I mean, that barely trickled over yesterday with that few yeah. possessions. Yep. Linda Cardia, thanks, Gil. That was a winner on tennis this morning on the over in the Haddad Maya match. You are welcome. Matthew Mayberry, why are there no college baseball futures up anywhere right now? They are, there are, but they're sparse. <laughs> Kelly and I have been dealing with yeah. this all morning. I came in with the same attitude. Who the, tweeted that? Was it Brad? Is that what he said? Matthew Mayberry. Matthew, Matthew. Yeah, the, I came in with the same attitude this morning. I'm the, like, why? I can't make graphics if they don't post this stuff. It, it's a funny day because you have about 11 teams that have adva advanced to the Super Regional and five spots, roughly seven spots, I think it is, making nine and seven, that are still open. 
And so because it's in the midway portion of that, the kind of no man's land, they don't have them in volume. Uh, let me skip ahead to, uh, this is a Wes Reynolds related one, and we'll, we'll bring in Wes. This, this is from Corbin. Uh, as I've made my way through many altitude, no, many attitude era WWF docs over the last few weeks, I've been wondering what are Wes Reynolds' top three wrestlers <laughs> of all time, or just favorite in general, and if you two had any either, what a time to be alive in wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Wes Reynolds joins us, the co-host of VEASAN Tonight. You can follow him on Twitter at Wes Reynolds one How you doing, Wes? I'm well, Gil. How are you? I'm good. What are your top three, man? Oh, gosh, man. That's that's actually a, a very hard question uh, to narrow it down to three. But in terms of who I think are the best or my three favorites? Well, let's go with your three favorites. Uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was certainly up up there for me. I just thought that uh, he, you know, he was this crazy character that was billed to be the number two guy behind uh, Hogan, and he became as big of a draw in the late 80s as Hulk Hogan. So I would have to put Randy Savage up there. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be is what he was called. And then, uh, oh gosh, uh, a third, I would probably say, from like a classic standpoint, Luthez was kind of like the measuring stick for wrestling like in the 50s and 60s. There you go. Wes Reynolds. Ask him anything. He's got an answer for it. Um, I love it. Wes, what about the golf tournament yesterday? The Memorial Jack Nicholas's tournament. And in case you forgot, uh, he was on screen every 15 seconds yesterday. And Victor Hovland ends up winning it in a playoff against Denny McCarthy, who gacked on the 18th with a bogey that uh, produced the playoff, which Victor Hovland ends up winning. And Victor Hovland's tee shot was just awful. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Denny McCarthy's tee shot was just awful. You were on Victor Hovland, Yes. Yes. Cha-ching. Yeah, and it was Yeah, and it was one of those uh Gil, you know, where you could go through the season and I've kind of gone back through the last few months and there's like two or three tournaments where I felt I had the winner but he didn't win. Yeah. And then there were two or three tournaments where I didn't feel I had the winner and then I get the winner with Victor Hoblin. It's not that Victor Hoblin did anything wrong, but you just look at Denny McCarthy, I actually legitimately did feel bad for him because I felt he kept making great putt after great putt after great putt and just wasn't making mistakes. And everybody else was making mistakes, including Victor Hoblin. So, you know, I felt bad for McCarthy. And then I look at the numbers and if Scotty Scheffler could putt just like a little bit, he might have won this thing by three or four shots uh, uh, this weekend. Because if you look was the clear leader on strokes gain approach. Gained 3.01 per round. So that's gaining 12 strokes on approach, but he lost about eight and a half with the putter. So That's amazing. He, yeah, so you could have made the case, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, even though he had to come from the back and he ended up shooting 500 to finish six under par and outright third, that he was much the best yesterday and, and really throughout the week. So, you know, that's what the thing about golf, it's a, it's a funny sport. Sometimes you have the winner that you think should be the winner and the, that guy doesn't win, like Colin Morikawa in the first week in Kapalua. And then you have a case like yesterday where Victor Hoblin kind of got hot with the putter early and then hit the tough part of the round because Mirfield Village played very tough, by the way, uh, for this tournament. You know, we're seven under par ends up being the winning score. I think Jack Nicholas said it was going to be eight under. It ends up being seven under. So, you know, just kind of hung in there, made mistakes in the middle of the round. 
but never really let it be a catastrophe like some of the other guys. And that's what kept Hovland in a position to win. And then he makes an absolute bomb on 17, and that ended up getting him in the playoff. Yeah, bomb putt for sure. That uh, was the key moment of this tournament. Uh, by the way, I mentioned this off air to Kelly. Did you see when Denny McCarthy's, you know, afterwards, they all pay homage to Jack as they're going off the 18th hole. And so he, you know, Denny McCarthy's before Victor Hovland, he, before Denny McCarthy is Denny McCarthy's caddy. And, like, he made contact with Jack, and Jack was, like, in wincing pain. Like, he, he barreled into him or something, or his bag hit him, or his hand got stuck. Did you see that at all? I did not, uh, but, I, I mean, I, I know Jack is, is in his 80s. Yeah, so oh, I felt I, so bad he, for him. He sounded fine on, on commentary, you know, because we have, if you ever watch the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, we know who the host of that event is, and that is one Clint Eastwood. And 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 you can see that Clint like looks frail, and he sounds frail because he's in his nineties. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholas, I believe, is eighty three years old. But look, he sounded great. He sounded cogent. Obviously, this is his event, so they're going to show him like you were saying every five seconds. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great event because it, it, there were a lot of lurkers. Right, Scheffler, as you mentioned, was one stroke back, third outright. Siwoo Kim finished fourth, two strokes back. Spieth. Uh, was uh, three back in, in a tie for fifth. McElroy tie for seventh. Fowler tie for ninth. So, I mean, it was peppered with guys that I know a lot of your statistical mo- models had coming up on the board. Uh, and Scheffler, just before I move on to the U.S. Open, Scheffler just, I just want to repeat this note from earlier because we, we normalize to things and, and then we just let it go. But this is, this, Kelly, you sent me this from Colton Nost last week. This is before he won this 1.3 was, million. Yeah, this was before he played this week. Before he won the 1.3 million for third place this week. Scheffler was is averaging over $900,000 a start this year and you're right Wes if he could only putt. My god, minting money. It, it's one of the it's one of the craziest things going on in sports right now that we're not talking enough about but it's because of strokes gained stats being yeah. You know, confusing and not as easy as three pointers made and missed that we don't talk about it as much. But the guy can't make a putt. He'd be he'd win all these tournaments if he could make these five footers. <laughs> make a putt. Uh Wes, any US have you added any US open bets? I haven't added any. I already have uh, I already have some Victor Hovland. I was thinking about maybe adding some Colin Morikawa because his approaches were so good this week, but then he withdraws doing some kind of exercise or some kind of stretching before round four. By the way, Morikawa was like two shots off the weed after 54 holes going into Sunday. And then I'm just watching the pre-coverage on Golf Channel, and all of a sudden, you know, the shirt tucked out. It looks like he's packing up his stuff. I was like, hey, where's he going? And then he reported that he was going (laughs) to withdraw. So I do do already have some Victor Hoblin. By the way, those prices have been cut to 18 to 1. There are some maybe some 20s out there. This is going to be a first-time venue, by the way, for the U.S. Open. It is the uh, L.A. Country Club. So I've I've heard some rave reviews, by the way, about this, that this is going to be a great event. So, look, it's the U.S. Open. You're expecting that something very, very minute under par, you know, three or four under. I love it. And and that's just guessing because I don't have any data on this course because we've never had it for a major, but it's going to be very, very few under par that are going to win this thing. And then real quick, we only have like 45 seconds, but the the tournament in between that uh, now and then is obviously the Canadian Open this week. Like with every tournament prior to a major, do you ratchet it back a bit? 
Uh, a little bit. Uh, we actually do have a fairly solid field up at the top, yeah. headlined by Rory McIlroy, who had such a disappointing weekend, but he's defending the title. But this is a new course in the rotation, Oakdale, uh, just outside of Toronto. So, yeah, you, you never really know because some guys are preparing, I think, and just getting in the heat of competition the week before. And then some guys, this is a really big deal to them. So... Yeah, I'll be going through that today and have that column out tomorrow. Long shots, wherever podcasts or distributor are available, hosted by Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Wes Reynolds. Twice a week, right here at vcent.com slash podcast or wherever. And podcasts are available. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Thank you. Wes Reynolds, co-host of VEASAN Tonight with Humans, each and every night right here at the network, 9 p.m. Eastern. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. the sports betting network bet mgm the king of sportsbooks unleashing the spirit of las vegas with bet mgm rewards every time you make a wager at bet mgm you can earn bet mgm rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens planning a trip to vegas you can also convert your bet mgm points into mgm rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 mgm resorts properties located on the las vegas strip and nationwide sign up with bet mgm or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with bet mgm rewards eligibility restrictions apply bet mgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued not withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, always appreciate everybody who chimes in. The show is better for it, and we're super appreciative of all the feedback. This is from Sean at Sean's Fox Plays. He said, I think the bet to make for Game 3 is Porter under in points at 14 and a half. Two poor shooting games, and Malone was pissed at him. Uh, worst plus minus on the team Sunday. He was pissed him Sunday and played least amount of minutes already precedent of playing zero minutes in the fourth quarter in the early playoff games. Do we have that picture that Haralabob? Yes, we do. So Haralabob's Vulgaris, who is a, uh, you know, one of the great uh, basketball betters of all time. Then he ended up in the Dallas Mavericks organization, uh, posted this still shot of Michael. This is unbelievable. Michael Border Jr. is shooting a jumper right uh, right past the free throw, right, right above the free throw line. And literally three teammates with nobody between them and the basket where he could just dump it off to them. Nope, he popped the jumper. Including the two best players on the team. <laughs> Including the two best players on the team, Murray <laughs> and Jokic. That's right. 
And uh, Herolibus says, if you're wondering how a guy who plays 29 minutes a game, 29 minutes a game is only averaging one assist per game. There you go. Picture worth a thousand words. Riley Grannon uh, enjoyed the Spanky segment. Uh, he said, it will be a great event with Hall of Fame inductees and uh, Bet Bash Betters event with Billy Walters. Would like to see a session for the best path uh, for future of sports wagering in the U.S. Thank you, Riley. Um, Jay Green, love that segment with Spanky. Great stuff. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Spanky, for coming on again. Um, this is from Jeff Rowe Records about the NBA Finals. He says, the Nuggets are minus two and a half in game three at Miami. Keep in mind, Denver was plus five and a half in game three of the Western Conference Finals at the Lakers. Is this Heat team eight points worse than the Lakers? No, but that that says more about the Lakers to me than anything. Yeah. Where it was like the, the irrational love for the Lakers. Yeah, but market rating-wise, though, I don't think if if those two teams were on a neutral, like, the books would still list it close to that. It, I think it'd be seven, something like that. T for three, posting a picture of Vanilla Ice. He goes, yep, yep, A1 Avenue nearly led to a spit take. Well well played. Uh, not Kyle. Gil, quick, cash, quick question. Have you ever been so in love that you can't feel your face? <laughs> People <laughs> listen so closely to this show. That's awesome. That's the Dr. Bob story. Uh, Tom F. also uh, puts, he goes, looks, oh, he's talking about the Jack Nicholas thing I was referring to. It looks, he says it looks like Denny McCarthy's caddy accidentally stepped on Nicholas's foot. Oh, poor okay. Jack! But what a reaction! Yeah, I felt so bad for him. Jack was in so much pain. That would make more sense. Yeah, both bo- from both of their reactions, that would make more sense. Yeah, Whew. it was just such a you know pleasant moment. Hey, great! You gave it a shot. What a tournament! How? Trying to figure out if Gill's trying to build this into a thing. He saw <laughs> he saw it yesterday. What? I feel like the, the, the caddy went after Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yes, that's my agenda. You haven't said it one way or it's the other. Agenda. I'm trying to figure it out right I'm now. I'm trying to create a mystery. Um, oh, what about the Tyler Hero thing that I was talking about last last segment? Seriously, like what an awkward thing yeah. this is. So it's one-to-one. You are three victories away from doing the unthinkable. And we have said on this show many times, that, again, beyond sports betting, we need to stop and appreciate what it is the Miami Heat are doing. This is unprecedented. This is one. This could be, if they win this, they won it all, long way still, but if they won it all, it's arguably the greatest team, American, North American team sports accomplishment in our lifetime. Yep. Is there no precedent for this in this league? And now you got this guy who's been hurt, who had the broken hand, and you're like, okay. Do we want to work him back? Now, Zach, Zach Cohen, who was just on with us, thinks it's actually a good thing. Do you? Uh, yeah. If I, I, don't, I don't think it will. I understand a lot of people's concerns. I don't think it will hurt the Heat because Spolster is not going to put him in a position to do that. If he's going to play, he's only going to play him if he's ready to go and and slash if the other guys are struggling. We have seen the Heat time and time again this postseason go to the hot hand and stick with it. Caleb Martin, probably the best example of all, getting the start in game one uh, against Denver, then finally going back uh, to Kevin Love. But that's the – if guys are struggling out there, I I agree with Zach. I I think he'll come off the bench. Uh, I would assume he's coming off the bench. But if – assuming he is, he's just going to go in there whenever some of these other guys start to struggle. I mean, if – if uh, Struzan, Struzan Duncan played like they did last night, like those guys are getting taken out of the rotation. I guess let me ask it a different way. So there's there's a there's three to five more games in the NBA season, minimum of three, maximum of five left. 
if this were game, let's just push it forward. If this were game seven, would you, and he hadn't played yet, would you bring him in no, in game seven? Probably not. No, you wouldn't. What's, so I guess what I'm saying is, what's the cutoff point where it becomes ridiculous? I mean, you have to have a feel, though, right? Like, I mean, like, right. for, during... Well, and, and Spolster knows better than we do. That's what, that, like, we have no idea. So, We're guessing here, but it's, yeah. you'd, it's, it's a hand. Obviously, that's important when it comes to shooting. So it's like whatever yeah. you're hearing from a medical team and seeing in practice every day, uh, you got to be comfortable with. You know, it's, it's not like it's an ankle, right? So he's moving fine. Yep. It's just, can you shoot or not? Can you man? shoot or not? It's your whole game anyways. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yep, like yep. you said, you're not putting them out there for defense. <laughs> you're certainly not doing that. So I said, so my play in game three is the under. Yours would be what? I don't hate it. I have nothing yet, uh, which is kind of a surprise. Are, are you at the? Me. Are you at the? My brain is so broken by the Miami Heat, I can't even function. Phase. Kind of, sort of. I, I, I think yeah. I've. Uh, I think I've made that pretty clear. You have. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it gets worse had, and worse. For I you. had a very large bet on Nuggets game one, and I kind of knew that that might be my only bet on a side this series. I, I think that. Um, look, the market's not really in the books or not really re- responding or respecting what the Miami Heat have done. I really haven't either. <laughs> and it's burned me time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, Gil, I think sidewise, I'm not going to be messing around with much, man. I am. I love, you know, one of the things we've many of phrases come from this show. One of the things that I always talk about when I bet unders is betting against human achievement. I think I'm betting on the under in the hockey game tonight. I like it. The, under uh, five and a half. I do agree with you, though. It's a pretty strong lean to the under for me in that in the, in the NBA game three. It's, you, you do agree with that. Yeah, it would be under a pass for sure. Just because, again, 90, 91 possessions, and they barely got over, and it was because they hit an insane amount of three. So I, that's the play. It, it's, and it's one of those bets, too. We've said this many times before. Some bets you have to be willing to lose, right? If, like, if you get beat, tip of the cap, I was wrong, it happened. But I think if you make that bet over and over, it's a it's a plus EV bet. Um, so the question then becomes this again. The question that I asked earlier was, does that result yesterday lead you to believe that the Miami Heat are legitimately in this series, or that it would it, like everything has to be perfect for them? They have to shoot lights out three point shooting. Jokic can only have four assists. And even then, you have to withstand a Jamal Murray jumper to win it, right? Otherwise, it would have gone to overtime. That's the first question. And then the second question is, because we, we've already talked about that, which is we don't really know. It might be both. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, what would surprise, would anything surprise you? Would it surprise you if the Nuggets gentlemen swept them one, no. two, three from here? Not at all. Or if the Heat end up winning the whole thing? Nope, not at all. Yeah, that that's where like, I think yesterday's game is a perfect example, right? We talk about I mean, a lot of the show. We've talked about the things we can quantify with this team, the things that we can't, right? It's the like it's going to be the major narrative angle today of like the Nuggets weren't ready for that game and they were going to just cruise to a win in the NBA Finals after Game One. Yeah, like there's something to that a little bit. Like Spo had his team more prepared. Yeah, those guys were hungry, ready to go. KCP. Uh, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. were absolute disasters. I don't know if you caught this uh, this note. KCP fouled out of that game yesterday, right? We talked about the two free throw attempts that the Heat had. KCP, 13 of 14 free throws made by the Miami Heat off of KCP fouls. Including the two egregious three-pointer ones yep. from behind the arc. Only six other free throws for the Miami Heat the rest of the game. That's another way you look at this. If they don't have that, the Nuggets maybe win this game too 
It's the I understand the tweet we got about the Michael Porter under. You know I've been betting yep. overs on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to bounce back. For, like these guys are better players than this yes. than what they've played so far, yeah. especially Michael Porter Jr. and especially this type of matchup. This should be a good matchup for him. I understand why people are betting unders because his minutes might get cut. I do think there is something to that, yeah. but this should be a good matchup. Even in victory, I don't think we said this on air. I think we talked about it off air. There was in, in the game where Denver won in game one, KCP missed a free throw and then he lollygagged back mm-hmm. and yep. then he got beat on transition. So yeah, a lot of this is just effort know, effort thing, man. Effort should be a given, but apparently not. Game three on Wednesday, hockey tonight, game two, nothing tomorrow. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 